You are now listening to Hope Changers Podcast. We're back. How is everyone doing? Welcome to the Hope Changers Podcast. This is episode what? Uh, 13. 13? Okay. This is episode 13. Um, We're happy that you're still here rocking with us. We've been gone for a while. Um, experiencing just, I will speak for myself. I've been experiencing a little podcast fatigue. Don't really know what to talk about anymore. So, I mean, it is, it is plenty, it is plenty to talk about, but sometimes the, the, the want to talk about it has kind of left me over the last few weeks. So though I know that we need to do podcasts, I have not been very enthused about doing a podcast. Why not? Um, I think I have. It's just been a lot going on. Family life. Yeah, working. Um, different moves and ventures that we are partaking on now. So it's taking a lot of the energy. So to do a podcast at the time that we do them, um, it's been kind of tough. So I've been experiencing podcast fatigue, but... How about you? How have you, um, how are you doing, babe? Um, I'm doing fine. I haven't really, I mean, I, I agree with what you were saying. I haven't been f- feeling any fatigue, though. I've been fine. I love doing this. But I do agree when you say we have been, you know, just trying to get family life together and just different things are going on with us. So, um, yeah, I think that's just the reason why we haven't been at it as we should. But we are back, and we're excited, and uh, we have a good topic for everyone um, today. Um, and my husband's going to further go into it because this is a topic that he's been wanting to talk about for a while. So we hope that you enjoy. We love you guys. Um, remember to uh, give us some feedback. Check out our website. Um, any ideas or even pointers that y'all have for us as far as the podcast, um, let us know. Oh, also, what's new with Hope Changers? So, Hope Changers is, so, let me just quickly explain. Hope Changers is two things. Hope Change, there's, we just became an LLC, so I'm going to explain that, though. Hope Changers LLC is the business side of Hope Changers. Hope Changers International, which is on our website, the website that you go to to listen to our podcast, Hope Changers International will be a 501c3. So there's two things to Hope Changers, but Hope Changers first and foremost is a ministry, the business side and the 501c3 side. It's it's a ministry first. The father has started this. He's um, keeping it going. And he just has us um, involved in it, really. Um, so that's just what, what is new. And then just also look out also for um, what Hope Changers LLC is doing. Uh, what we will be starting in a little while is a book publishing company. So um, just look out for that, too. And there will be a lot of things going on with Hope Changers International. So just keep eyes out for all that the Lord is doing through um, Hope Changers. Uh, And uh, we're 
we're super excited. So we love you all who who listen, those who support us, and uh, we'll get this this episode started. All right. So the topic for this is a topic that I actually wanted to do for a while now. I think it's very profound. Um, I would like to call this episode the God Box. And the reason why I'm calling it that is because of today's society, which has, you know, done what the title was said, put God in a box. Um, We have tended to um, make the Lord a product of our habits, but not habits, I'm sorry, product of our hobbies. I think we've all... um, put on our Instagram pages or Twitter pages or Facebook how we have different hobbies that we like. Uh, football, basketball, I go to school, I do this, I do X, Y, Z, and then we have Jesus, or I love God, in 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 the description, as if Jesus is a hobby, or God is like a part of, you know, a part of what you are doing. And that's where the concept of this um, this 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 topic comes from, that we have put the Lord in our own, his own little compartment in our lives. And when it's time for him to come out, we use him. So, for instance, when you get a new promotion on a job or you buy, get a new car, or get a new house. Now, all of a sudden, we thank God. We thank the Lord for that. His blessings are on us when things go right. That's putting him in a box. That's saying that it, that is saying that you're only useful, Lord, when you do things good for us. When you do things good for us, then we can bring you out. We can bring you out to your compartment and allow you to get your glory. And then we're going to turn it right back to us. We're going to put you right back in and it's back to us now. That's putting the Lord in the box. Mm-hmm. And we and we do it all the time. You hear it all the time. You hear your celebrities do it. You hear everyday people do it. Even us as believers, we do it. We, we do it even in the most honest way. As I was just explain, explaining to my wife that we can put the Lord in a box just based off of what revelations that he shows us. Because us as human beings, we need labels and we need we need to understand things by labels. So when when someone cannot label something, um, it tends to be looked at as like people are confused about what to, you know, what to what what to call you. Um, I, I remember just going off an example, I remember when I was when I was younger, I was working an internship for my school back in 2007, and and it was a another another female that I was working with, and we were just talking, you know, we were talking while we were working, and so she and she says to me while we were working, so do I label you a friend or what? And I was surprised at it because I never had somebody ask me that question before. And I was just in my mind, I'm thinking, like, what do you mean? What do you label me as? 
you know, I, I need a label so you can understand me. I just thought we were just talking while we were working. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but I'm saying that to say that I think us as human beings, we need always to label something. Something has to have a title. Did she like you? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Because I'm like, you, she would ask that if yeah. like, y'all were dating or talking no. or something. No, you know, I, I don't. Just coworkers? Yeah, we, I was working an internship. She was there at the internship too. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know if she liked me. But the but the point I'm trying to make is, is that we tend to we need labels. People need labels. They need to put you in some sort of box to understand you. And we do that. We do it with everything. We we do it with politics. There's conservatives. There there's liberals. There's uh, I want to say. Republicans, they're Democrats. There's uh, independents. <laughs> you know, there's 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 left wing. There's right wing. There's um, uh, we do it in, in in the church. There's evangelicals. There is Pentecostals. There's Apostolic Baptists. We need labels to understand you, and we've done it with the Lord. We we've we put him in a box. And we use them for good and for bad. Um, we bring them out when we we bring them out in a bad way when we want to justify something. We want to justify. We try to justify our sin, or we want to justify action that we've taken against a person. We'll bring them out and use them for that. Mm-hmm. In a good way, as I was getting ready to explain, us as believers will label him by the revelation that he gives us. And even as I explained to my wife, even that is putting them in a box because wherever the Lord has given you revelation to you in our human minds, we automatically put a cap on that. So now, so now whatever that revelation is, he's now that and it'll only go as far as that. But I'm learning, I'm learning to not try to put a cap on or put any limits on what the Lord can do because he's so much more than what we think he is. I think there's a scripture in the Bible that says that a thousand tongues uh, still couldn't give you enough praise. I'm probably saying it wrong, but I think I'm in the, I think I'm in the wheelhouse of where I'm going with that. But it's saying, it's basically saying that there's, there's not enough, there's there's not enough to praise him, even if we think we have enough. That still wouldn't be enough. He is infinite. He is eternal. He is he is um, awesomeness personified. You can't put a label on something that is something that the Bible says the heavens and the heaven of heaven can't can't even contain him. That's what the word says, and we try to put a a a, a a a box on what the Lord can do could do. So that's the concept for this this title, and um, I think I think that is highly wrong of us. Society's going to do it anyway because they just want to control. We 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 have a control problem in in our society. We want to control the Lord. <laughs> we want to control the Lord. We we want to tell Him what to do. 
We only bring him out when we want blessings. When things go wrong, we blame him. You know, I, I sometimes I wonder how does the Lord deal with it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he. I'm, I'm, well, he's given us the answer to that because he said his ways are not our ways, mm-hmm. his thoughts are not our thoughts. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I really wonder, like Lord, how do you deal with the fact that people only want you when you bless them, when you can bless them, but they don't want you when things go wrong. Mm-hmm. They don't want you in schools. They don't want you in in public. They make you look crazy when your people are praising you or praying to you. But yet, but yet, if a mass shooting happens, they want to know where you were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Lord, how do you how do you feel about that? Because that's this is to me, and it's the only time I will put myself in the Lord's shoes. But if I was in, if I was. The do it. <laughs> well, okay. Well, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Because it, 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 we can't. We don't have the mind right. of 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 the Lord Almighty. <laughs> so I don't know what He would think. But in my human finite mind, sometimes I just wonder how how does the Lord deal with it? You've done everything, and people still are and people, and it's still not enough. No wonder why Solomon in 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 Ecclesiastes and, and it starts off and he says, "Vanity is vanity, everything is vanity," because it's like it's just not enough. It's not enough for people. It's not enough that you sent your only son to save all of humanity. Mm-hmm. It's not enough that you um, reign on the just as well as the unjust. It's not enough that you give grace to people who have done some horrific and horrible things. Oh no, they just need more. And we need more, and we need more, and it just it becomes sickening. I'm sick of it. I wonder how the Lord feels about it. How do you feel about it? What what would you say to all of this? I mean, just in response to what you just said, I'm glad that the Lord gives more and more and more and more and more grace because we need it. Us as mere humans, the word says that. Um, the Lord knows that we are but he, you know, but man, Mm -hmm. he remembers that we are but dust. So we need that grace. Um, and you're right. We do, uh, put the Lord in a box, even when, you know, us as believers, um, are looking for something from him. And, you know, he tells us to have faith, um, and we're and even with me, just speaking personally, looking for something from the Lord, you know, have prayers and are praying for things that uh, I may need. And I'm like, Lord, well, and I'm not asking myself, can he do it? I'm wondering, like, will he? And even that's putting him in a box because his word already says what he will do for us, especially mm-hmm. for our needs. So it's like, why am I asking him that? I know that he can, <laughs> but, you know, so we, we do. We definitely um, put him in a box because of our minds. Our minds are so small. It's so finite. Uh, us as believers, we don't know the Lord as we should. Mm-hmm. Um, so this topic is definitely fitting. God box and and um, the, fi- the Father... Uh, sometimes has to check me and just remind me that 
I don't have, you know, he shouldn't be in a box in my mind. The Lord, as the word says, can do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. So, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have to put him in a box, but we do it unconsciously. We definitely do. And even with our family life, you know, we'll, we'll um, kind of like, as you said, with, with the Instagram thing, like we'll bring the Lord on a side to whatever we're doing. You know, like we'll make plans and then be like, all right, Lord, this is what I want to do. What right. do you mean? Ask him what he wants you to do. Right. Don't just be like tagging him along like he a purse or a book bag or something. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like, you know, just just think, think, think about what the, you know, if you're a believer, think about and ask the father, Lord, what do you want? You know, what do you, what are your plans? Mm-hmm. You know, help my plans to be yours. Mm-hmm. And it's okay for us to give him our request and what we would like, but don't forget him. And don't, you know, allow your what you want to do to override what his plans are for you. Mm-hmm. And I think and I think also um, we may do that because some believers, I believe, are scared to give the Lord control. I really do. I really do. Some believers are afraid to give the father full control over their life because then one, they won't have control, and two, they don't they don't trust the Lord. It's a lack of trust. They don't trust what He's going to do with their life. You know, they don't trust what's going to happen um, because the Lord is in control of everything. They just don't trust the Lord, and He never leaves any of His um, any of His children hanging. And it right. does, and and also it does say many are the afflictions of the righteous. But look, if you don't allow the Father to have control. You know, a lot of times you'll be going through things that is not necessary because mm-hmm. you haven't given him control. Yep. So it's best just to, <laughs> if you can't beat him, join him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the father is all love. He's all love, all love. So, you know, I didn't mean to say it like that, but, you know, give give the Lord full control. You want to say something? Mm-hmm. There is a scripture in Proverbs that says uh, <clears throat> that says there is no wisdom or counsel against mm-hmm. the Lord. Mm-hmm. So when we try to make plans and then say, okay, Lord, mm-hmm. bless this, mm-hmm. you're going against his wisdom. In his counsel. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you didn't even consult him mm-hmm. for his counsel. Mm-hmm. You created your own thing and then said to the Lord, hey, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Blessed Lord. Mm-hmm. And us as believers, we do it all. Us as believers, we do it all the time. We do it all the time. We mm-hmm. pray for what we want. We pray for what we want and then say, Lord, bless this and that and the third. Mm -hmm. We do it all the time. Let's just, let's let's show of hands. How many times? (laughs) Show of hands. Right. (laughs) How many times have you said to the Lord, 
when you're praying, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? Instead of you asking the Lord to do something for you, how many times have you said, Lord, what do you want me to do today? And waited for an answer. Not not many of us can say that. Not many of us can say that because we have been trained. Unfortunately, we've been trained from church. That the Lord is going to give you the desires of your heart. The Lord is going to do this. The Lord is going to have a breakthrough with your name on it. The Lord is going to pour out abundant blessings that you can't count. And not, not one time, and I'm not going to say no pastor doesn't preach about this, but rarely do you hear a pastor say, go get down on your knees and ask the Lord to direct you to what he wants you to do. Rarely you will hear that. Mm -hmm. And if you're in a church where your pastor would tell you that, God bless him (laughs) a hundredfold. Because our lives are not our own Mm -hmm. when we come into this walk. Our lives are not our own, so we no longer can really to say to the Lord, hey, we want this and we want that. And naturally, we're going to do that anyway. Because there are things that we do want. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying you can't ask the Lord for that. But I think we need to balance this thing out a lot more. Because it's too much of, Lord, do it for me. Mm -hmm. And not uh, not enough of, Lord, what do you want me to do? Mm -hmm. And we do it too. I I did it a bunch when we were in California. I did did it a bunch. And I was angry with the Lord because I wasn't getting the results that I wanted. But ultimately, I had to realize that this is this this didn't have nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. This had everything to do with what the Lord wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. I was looking out for myself and not for the best and, and not looking out for the best interest of my father, which is in heaven. We had a job to do. We weren't out. We weren't just going just just being there to. Um, to just play around. Mm-hmm. We have a job to do, and we still have a job to do, even right now. Mm-hmm. That doesn't stop. And us as all as believers, we have a job that the Lord has given us and commissioned us to do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It, it doesn't stop at all. Mm-hmm. So we have to stop putting the Lord in this. In this, again, as the title says, stop putting the Lord in a box. Mm-hmm. We have to stop. Allowing ourselves to be swayed by society and swayed by what we see and swayed by the spirit of comparison. To say, hey, I want this. I want that. They have this. Why can't I have that? Lord, do it for me. I think, honestly, another thing, too. I think that us as believers, I think. I think we, I think we kind of flip scriptures on their head, so we can like try to convince the Lord to do something <laughs> that we want Him to do out of the scripture that He wrote to us. <laughs> Sometimes I—that's another thing I wonder. Sometimes I wonder when we read scriptures out of context to the Lord and say, "Lord, you said this, that, and the third, and we need you to do that." And the Lord's like, "I bet you the Father probably." Don't do 
But honestly, I I I think that the Lord probably if the Lord would speak back, I would really like the Lord to say, "Don't don't don't try me." <laughs> like I really would like to like to hear the Lord say, "Like you you know you're using this wrong, right?" <laughs> You know this is not exactly what I meant when I said I will give you the desires of your heart. I was talking about I will slow it down. Let's read it slowly. I will give you the desires of your heart. The desires of your heart is not what you want. I'm going to give you what the desire is so you'll carry out my duty. Not you carrying out your duty. I'm giving you the desires of your heart so you can carry out my plan. (laughs) It had nothing. That scripture had zero to do with you. (laughs) Now, and that's a word. That's a revelation because I never thought about that. (laughs) Now, I'm sure now the Lord is not again. This I'm doing it now. What we're talking about, I'm doing it right now. I'm putting him in a box because I'm trying to describe what he is saying, knowing that it can be so much more. But this is what we do. We unconsciously put caps on stuff so we can understand it. This is this is exactly why this topic is so it's so cool. Cause we we're doing it while we're talking about it. <laughs> but no, I'm just saying that because we we what was I just saying? I just lost it. <laughs> you were saying, you were talking about the Lord giving um, people the desires of their heart. Oh, right, right. Yeah, so, so we, I, I just, sometimes when we flip scriptures like that, we deceive ourselves. Mm-hmm. We deceive ourselves. And I really think the Lord is like, that's not what that scripture meant. Mm-hmm. That's not. That's not what I was a. That wasn't the intention when I said that. Mm-hmm. My intentions was to get you to understand that I'm in control of everything, mm-hmm. and that I'm going to do this work mm-hmm. in you. Mm-hmm. It's not I'm gonna give you the desire of your heart so you can run around and buy a, and buy a nice car and a nice house. And the Lord gave me the desires of your heart, desires of my heart. No, you just got what you wanted. That wasn't his desire. His desire was not for you, not for you to just have a nice house and a nice car and live in a nice place and have a full bank account. That wasn't his desire. I'm not going to say his desire at all. I'm going to say that's not his end goal. That's not the Lord's end goal. Go ahead, babe. And I wanted to say, I wanted to say two things because the father has... Um, showed me and reminded me that he wastes nothing. The Lord always has a plan for something, whether it be his will for our life, whether it be food, whatever. Like he has, uh, he does not waste anything. Everything he created, humans, food, animals, grass, trees, birds, whatever he Mm -hmm. wastes nothing he uses everything and so the father has just helped me to realize that and remember that so just going off of what you 
said, one, I just wanted to, before I say that, I wanted to say that one of my favorite scriptures in James, um, the father showed it to me years ago, and it always is with me. Um, um, it's a scripture in James that says, um, don't say tomorrow we were we will go here or there or to this city or that city and it says that instead say the lord if the lord wills we will go mm -hmm. here and do that um because if you don't say the lord wills it's you're speaking out of arrogance and it says because it says you're speaking out of arrogance and it says because you don't know what will happen the next day so i've started saying years ago um, when I realized that scripture, I started saying, oh, Lord willing, we'll do this. Or if the Lord wills, we'll do that. Because we don't know. Our, you know, we are but a vapor. We don't know what the next moment really will hold. Mm -hmm. So instead say the Lord wills, you know. But just going back to what I, what you were saying about, you know, if the Lord, excuse me, excuse me. If the Lord wants to give you the desires of your heart um and <laughs> if it is like a house or something like that if the father does give you that it's and this is something he showed me it's not for you you know he doesn't I mean and the Lord he loves to reward his children he does and it says that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him true very true the word does say that um but when he does give us things it's for a purpose. It's for it, it either to serve someone else or, um, you know, just to do his will. So that's just something that the Father has showed me. Like when he blesses us with things, it's not just so that we can have it for our own, you know, pleasure most of the time. Now, you know, if he gives us, I don't know, a pair of shoes we always wanted. Okay, great. Give them thanks. But a lot of times and most of the time, and even that, that not, is not for nothing because he's showing you, hey, I can do little. You know, I can give you this little thing and, you know, you give him thanks. Thanks. So even that's not for no reason. But um, a lot of times when the Father blesses us and gives us something, he wants us to, um, you know, it, he wants us to use it for his will, and, and, and we ask him, Lord, what do you what do you want me to do with this? You know, what, what, you gave me a new car, Lord. Can I give somebody a ride? You know, just stuff like that. So the Lord is, what I'm just trying to say is the Lord is not at all wasteful about what he gives us. Because nowadays these preachers are like, oh, it's your season. The Lord is going to do this. The Lord is going to do that. And it's all about you, 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 love myself, all this crap. And it's not, and the Father is not at all like that. That's not the Lord speaking. It's not, the Lord is never going to say, love yourself. No, he says, love me and love your neighbor. Mm -hmm. And all this love myself stuff is, is not the Father. Yep. Um, so I just want to say that. Yeah, that is true. That is very true. I think, yeah, that 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 is really deceiving as well. And again, it puts the Lord in a box. Yep. That puts the Lord in a box when you keep calling out. It's other people's season. Right. I'm, I'm sorry, other people's season. It's, it's called. It's the. It's your season. Right. It's your season for breakthrough. Why do we limit the Lord to your season? Why do we limit the Lord to your breakthrough? 
Why do we limit the Lord to what you want? Again, that is putting the Lord in a box. That is making him, adding him on to your life and making him do what you want him to do. And Pat and a lot of preachers are preaching that way to try to make you feel good about the Lord coming through for you. And he will. We we have no doubt in our minds and in our hearts that that the Lord Almighty, our Father in heaven, is gonna do wondrous works and wondrous things, um wondrous things for us. The problem becomes when when that is all that is all you think of him as that that becomes the problem and even what you said um maybe about that uh about that um that scripture that you that you uh that you said and I can't remember it right now yeah yeah um no 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 not that one the uh the one you just said it you just said it and i was and i had something to to say behind that but i just forgot it um i think it's something to do with your season and your breakthrough it it was something like that it'll come back to it'll come back to me whatever but i but all these things all these points we are bringing up to show us that it's I, I believe that the Lord is grieved with how we have put him we have made him an addition to our lives and not made him our whole life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Lord has said in his word that I am a jealous God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am the Lord Almighty, there is none that shall come and there I am the Lord your God, and there is none beside me Mm -hmm. and he said i am a jealous that that i am a jealous god i am a jealous god he you know what it is and thank you lord you know what it is you know what it is we are subconsciously idol worshipers Mm -hmm. we all i think we all are we are subconsciously idol worshipers Mm -hmm. and that's the reason why we have the Lord in a box. We have whatever it is, whatever it is, we have it on our throne of our hearts. And we bring the Lord in to try to, like, justify what's on the throne of our hearts. So because of that now, because of that now, the Lord is grieved because we are bringing stuff in. We are bringing stuff into his courts and sitting there right beside him and say, Lord, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. Validate this. Mm-hmm. And the Lord is and the Lord is jealous. Because why does your hobbies trump me? Why does your you know your 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 the way you live trump me? Why does your job why does why does your Career. careers or you know why? Why does your spouse? Mm-hmm. Why does your Why does your pastor? Yeah. <laughs> why does your ministry trump me? Yeah, you know we have a serious problem with that. We put an idol on the throne of our hearts, and 
and try to get the Lord to validate mm-hmm. something that we that we do. Mm-hmm. That's wrong. Mm-hmm. That's wrong of us to do that. And I think we have to repent for that. Because mm-hmm. once again, as the title suggests, I keep saying it. I'm going to wear this title <laughs> out. <laughs> we keep putting them in a box. Mm-hmm. Whatever is on the throne of our hearts, we won't take it off. Because we worship it every day. But since we know the Lord, we try to, you know, we'll bring the Lord to the side and say, hey, validate it for us so we can feel good about it still. And the Lord, and I, and I believe the Father is saying to us, I'm not validating a thing. I am the Lord. I am the Lord which made heaven and earth. This thing that you're worshiping is passing away. As Jesus said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Mm-hmm. So what are we worshiping? We got to take the limits off the Lord, allow him to be everything and, and, and encapsulate everything, every part of our lives and allow him to work. And let's start and let's get to a point where we start asking the Lord, what is it that you want me to do? Lord, I know I have a lot of needs. You know I have a lot of needs because you said in your word that we have no need to ask you anything because you know what we, we know you know what we need before we even ask you. So, Father, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? Send me. You know that I think that's something that we have to, as as the body of Christ, have to get back to. We too much into ourselves. Mm-hmm. We are way too much into ourselves. Way too much, especially with this society now. Yeah. It's this this self society. Yeah. This the the, the the season of self. Yeah. That's 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 what it is. The world has influenced us so much. Mm-hmm. The Lord and Savior that we serve, we 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 sit him in a room and say, "Go wait until we need you." Why well, I'm gonna make the person who laid down his life for me right. go sit and wait till I need him? No, I need you every day. Mm-hmm. Please walk with me. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's and real quick, I want to say it's such a self society, so much so that we're forgetting our neighbor. What the Father told us to do: love your neighbor, love me with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. We're so self. That we forget to love our neighbor. We forget to be nice and kind. We forget to give to others. We forget to share. Something so elementary. They teach you that in in kindergarten. Hey, share. I'm teaching my daughter. She too. Teaching her to share with her brother. And the, But the father wants us as his children and as human beings even to share with one another. We forget that because we're so selfish. One of my pet peeves, and I'm not saying that, you know, I don't have any selfish tendencies, but the Father wants us to be more people-oriented and and be better at um, giving. You know, mm-hmm. if somebody needs a ride, give them a ride. If you're, you know, you're, you're a church member, needs a ride give them a ride somebody needs money give them some money <laughs> somebody need a few dollars give it to them so i need a bill paid it's it's nothing wrong you have it you didn't you come into church wearing 
thousand dollar suits and oh and, my god, who doing that except the pastors? <laughs> so. Okay, well not thousand dollar suits. You went over here coming in with Jordans. You got every pair of Jordans in your in, in your closet, and they go for like two fifty a pop. You can't if give you somebody you 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 can't give somebody sixty dollars for a phone bill. So anywho, um, I know money always gets people riled up. So I'm leaving them <laughs> good. <laughs> anywho. Um, but yeah, I, I just I just wanted to mention that because I do believe that the father is very angry about how the church has just um, been so self-absorbed, mm-hmm. his church. And I'm not talking about the world right now. I'm talking about his people, his church. We have been so self-absorbed and we don't like to be inconvenienced. We, we don't like that. And 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 the father hates it. He absolutely hates it. Um, and and we and that's something that we need to get better at. We need to be better and come together and love one another. It, it says in the word that uh, the church in Antioch, the first church, they nobody had need of anything because they gave as people needed. They gave, they, they sold their possessions and they gave to one another. And it mm-hmm. also says that nobody said, you know, anything with this is mine, this is mine. No, everyone shared whatever people. And it says nobody had a need because people gave. Yeah. And that's unheard of nowadays, unheard of. And, yeah. it's, and it's not right. It's not right at all. Right. So true, babe. So very true. We have a lot of work to do, church. We have a lot to work. We have a lot to work on. We have a lot to repent for. Um, we have. We we gotta take our minds out of um, thinking that we know so much. We have scratched the we have scratched the surface of what we think we know about the Lord. What was that? No. <laughs> We we have scratched we have scratched the surface on what um we think we know about the Lord. So many things that the Lord has revealed to me, I know that that is just that's that's just like a tip of the iceberg. And again, I feel like I'm I'm doing what the title says when I say that statement, tip of the iceberg, because the Lord is not an iceberg. The Lord is so much bigger in, you know, so much infinite. I'm trying to find a term that describes the Lord's infinity, and I can't. Right. Okay, forever. He okay. Is forever. He is forever <laughs> and ever and ever and ever and ever. But, um, you know, is is. I just would like to see as I'm wrapping it up. I just would like to see us as a church start to take the limits off of the Lord and just really allow his presence to just move freely, free of restraints, free of free of our wonders and our worries and our doubts. And we would just give those worries to him and just allow the Father, allow the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit to just... Um, remove those things and do the work that they want to do that he wants to do 
um, with the church. Um, I think we would, I think if we start removing limits from the Lord and start removing our doubts and worries and what we would want in favor of what the Lord's want, uh, what the Lord will want, I do believe that the church will become, will, will just have an explosion of revival and just power would fall in a way that hasn't been seen in a mighty long time. What we need today in these days that we're in, the church needs some power behind its words. Like I, I'm I'm kinda over now just going to church and and um people coming in there, you know, walking with canes and or in mm. uh, um wheelchairs and people having issues and having mm. spirits on them. And they go to church and they get high up in emotionalism, and then they leave and they go right back to the si- the same mm-hmm. situations, mm-hmm. and and they they're no better than they were when they came in. Mm-hmm. Like I want to get to I I want to get to a point where people will walk in the church and they can feel a difference. Mm-hmm. They can feel the presence of the Lord heavy, and they have no other choice but to bow their 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 will. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever spirit is on them, that spirit guy has to leave. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever ailment they have, that ailment is is mm-hmm. as soon as they walk into the presence of the Lord, that ailment is healed. Mm-hmm. I want to see people changed when they come out of church services, not just coming home and you know that service was good. Right. Ooh, that was a good service. All right, back in my life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I want something life changing and convicting right. to the point where I'm come home and I got to sit and just and think about and reassess some stuff. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you've been to a service and you came home and said, I got to change something? Has been a while. It's probably been a while. I know it's been a while for me. <laughs> I can't remember the last ser- service where I went to and I said, I got to change. I'm serious about that. I want I I that's how I I would love to see churches be in these last days where people will feel the power of the Holy Spirit through the preaching, through the singing, just through just just through as they walk up and down the pews that they will see a change and you you see it and you see the change on people. Mm-hmm. You know? That's what I would want to see mm-hmm. um, going forth. Yeah. And I think that's something that we should pray for. True, radical change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just, real quick, I just, um, I agree with what you were saying. And I also would love to see church services um, bend to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Kind of like what you were saying. I totally agree with everything you were saying. But I also would like to see, because there's always business as usual with church services. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got to go by this. We got to be set time and, you know, offering at this time and, and worship at that time. All right, we got to get out of here. Like, you know, give the Holy Spirit a chance to move in the service. Because we, in service, we call out to him. But then we're like, all right, well, you know, let, let's let the choir sing. Let's, right, yeah. you know, all right, preacher got to come up and preach. 
<laughs> all right, we, we got to get a benediction. But we're calling out to him, asking him to come and heal Ooh, us and right. save us and talk to us, and, you know, but we don't sit and be quiet and let him, yep. you know. And after the sermon, you know, music plays and then we give the benediction. We, you know, we don't give him a chance after the sermon to just speak to our hearts, speak to the people's hearts. Mm-hmm. It was only one or two churches that I was a member of where that actually happened, and I truly enjoyed it. After the sermon, it was quiet. Nothing played. It was just quiet. And this was every Sunday just about. After the sermon, nothing played. They was just he was the pastor just said, Okay, let the Lord speak to your hearts and it was quiet for a while. And and people just, you know, they just um from the sermon, they just either was healed or they just, you know, talked to the Lord. I know I sat there and spoke to the Lord, like, Father, you know, forgive me or Lord, you know, just giving people a chance, giving the Holy Spirit a chance to move in people's hearts. I would love to see service like that instead yeah. of just just the business as usual. Boom, 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 boom. Are we out now? Oh, ooh, ooh, man, that was great. Shoosh. Okay, that's <laughs> and that's it. So I just I I think that it has to that has to change. Hopefully, yeah. So as we wrap this up, all we want to see, let's 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 take the Lord out of this invisible box that we put him in. Because as the scripture says, the heavens and the heaven of heaven cannot contain thee, O Lord. If what he created cannot contain him, who are we trying to contain the Lord? Mm-hmm. Let's allow him to work in our lives. Let's allow him to be the changing force in our lives so that we so that he ignites a fire in us and we can be and we can be the conduit to make other people on fire for him once again this world needs the power of the lord shown through his people sure does let's take the limits off of the lord because that's the only way we're going to get this that's the only way we're going to get this thing rolling again We love y'all and see you next week.